Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is your host, Paul Arnold, filling in for my son, David, who had technical difficulties. But he'll be back probably at the next podcast. And folks, if you're watching sports like we are, you're loving it. There's sports everywhere, and there's drama, and there's discussion, and there's debate, and we're not even talking about politics yet. And so I have joining me the odd couple. We have Ernest Watson, North Carolina, and Nate Moyer in Connecticut. They are such the odd couple, they can't even live in the same state. Boom, boom, boom. And so we'll start with Ernest. Ernest, how many hours were you in the pool today? Three and a half. Is this, am I the Oscar Madison? You is are that, definitely the, the Oscar the Madison. The older, I'm the Oscar Madison. Okay. You're uh, the sloppier, three and a half older. Hours, I was listening to the Wizards uh, play the Thunder, and I listened to listening. Uh, Pelican. Listening. You know, there's listening. a tel- you know there's a television. Radio. You know we have television. Oh, I love the old. That's radio. a newfangled uh, thing to Ernest. Television. I know. Spurs and the Pelicans. I was, it's nice. I've never had the opportunity much to listen to basketball and hockey while I've been in the pool. So that, if that's an offshoot of what COVID has done to us, uh, I welcome the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And Nate, how many hours did you spend playing with your kids today? Because you are like dad of the year up there. I don't know, dad of the year, but I played a couple hours. I had softball in the morning, played with them a little bit. They have a little bounce house we put out there. We just got power back. We had the hurricane kind of gum through Connecticut. Our whole town lost power. Luckily, we were out without power for two days. Some of the town just literally got um, power back today from a storm on Tuesday. So it's been pretty crazy up here. But um, we had a couple days. It was a little rough. But, yeah, a couple hours today. It's starting to get a little warm. Probably going to be warm tomorrow. Probably going to be more of an indoor day. But we'll uh, we'll survive. We'll actually watch sports on television as opposed to listening to it on the old radio. On the old uh, radio dial. Oh, okay, Nate. The, the the pronunciation of the hurricane. Its name was. I, I don't know. Eliandro. I don't know. That's with an I, right? Isa Elis. Isa, of course. Isa Elis. It wasn't supposed to do much here. We were and all of a sudden, all these trees just started coming down. We lost power. It was like one of the worst storms Connecticut's ever had in their history. And it didn't look like it was going to be much by the time I got here. It's crazy. So anyway, I'm just happy. I missed a few games. That was kind of a bummer, but I'm glad to have power. Watch some games yesterday and today. Watch just watch the PGA Championship. So absolutely loving having sports back. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome watching NFL one moment, then NBA the other moment, and then watching. Um, people fight over money. Oh, that's Congress. I mean, people fight in a ring with gloves on. So <laughs> there's a lot going on, and it's nice outside, and so a lot of good things. So before we get into the actual games, I think one of the biggest things that I'm concerned about with sports is to bubble or not to bubble. That is the question. And will we really have any college football? Because the MAC conference was the largest conference so far to come out and say we're not having a season, uh, we're not going to do it. And then some anonymous athletic directors in different Power Five conferences told USA Today that, oh, it's just a matter of time before they're going to have to cancel the major um, season as well, just after we got the schedules for the Big Ten uh, season here, uh, and just after... Uh, Jim Harbaugh called out uh, Day down in Ohio State. There's so much going on. But if you had to make an educated guess right now, Nate, will we have college football? What percentage? Is it a 50% chance, 60, 30? What do you think? I think right now, based on everything we're hearing today, this could change tomorrow. 
I'd say a 20% chance of it happening. I really, I mean, I really want college football. I don't know what I'm going to do late fall when all the other sports are done. I absolutely love college football. It is my favorite. Um, my favorite thing to do on Saturday morning is to watch college football. I love the upsets. I love everything else about it, the passion that these kids have for playing football as opposed to the pros. But I, I am so bummed, but I think it's like a 20% chance. And I understand it's understandable. There, there's no way you're going to put a bubble. It's just not going to happen. Um, I think there's just too much stuff that can happen safety wise, health wise. I just, I, I can, I'm going to be devastated, but I'm going to totally understand it. I hope it can come back in the spring. I think that's one of the things they're floating, but I, I'd say 20% chance. And I don't know. What do, what do you think, Ernest? What, do, what are your, what are your percentages? If, if the question is, will a college football game be played? I'd say 95%. Do I think an entire season? I'd hedge my bet and say 60%. Mm. What you've got to remember of the big five conferences for them have TV networks who generate more revenue than actual attendance at games and TV contracts with CBS, ESPN, ABC. And if they don't, and part of those contracts have already been paid. So if there's not live programming available, they have to pay rebates to the cable companies. And if you look at it now, Paul, correct me, I believe the payout for just the Big Ten Network to each member school was $32 million last yeah, year. Yeah, that's pretty close, I think. And so we're talking about major revenue. Now, I'm going to put on my cynics hat here for just a moment. Oh, what a surprise. tell you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm, money drives the issue. There will be some games played. Uh, Ten games, 11, uh, I'm not so sure. I think we're going to see like baseball because that isn't another sport that's played outside the bubble. You're going to see cancellations and you're not going to see a full season. I don't know if we'll see bowls. I really kind of wonder if we'll see. I don't think there's enough teams for bowl games. I I think if we're only going to have the power five, there's not going to be enough conference. There's not going to be enough bowl. There's not enough teams for bowl games unless you play the two bottom seeds in each conference play each other. They've not- already gotten a waiver for teams with losing records to be in the bowls. Now, I'm not going to say all bowls. You know, they're minor type bowls, no. But the major ones, you know, the big four, those types, I, we may see those. But we'll see college football. I just don't know how much college football we're going to see. And it's going to be right. a revenue decision. Well, I'm not – I'm not. that's not something I want as much because let's remember that we are – Uh, endangering the lives of young people that are not reimbursed. You can trot out, yeah, they're getting a scholarship, but they're not really paid for the risk they're going to be paid. And you're already seeing reaction to that Mm -hmm. with a group of athletes in the big 12 in the PAC 12, which are banding together with some demands before they go on the field. And that's caused some, you know, the new coach at Washington state's threatening to kick a guy off, but already, Decided not to play. Now, you're seeing a lot of players here at Carolina. We had three defensive backs today that have decided not to play. And guys have decided not, and they're going to keep their scholarships. But I think uh, this is a decision that's going to be pushed by money. I hate to say that, but I believe it will be. Yeah, it's it's a sticky situation. I keep on seeing more athletes saying, hey, if I'm going to be playing NFL probably a year from now, why am I going to wreck my body or even take a chance with this? Because I need to cash in, right? I don't, I'm going to yeah, jeopardize well, the rest got, of me. 
Well, the got- big one is Bateman with uh, Minnesota, the wide receiver who's All-American, who's already said that he's not playing this year. Yeah. And I think if you have the talent and you're going to be that good, you could sit out the season for health reasons. But what about the guys that are on the verge that need the season because they are a fringe draft pick, right? Somebody that needs to get that invite, that needs people to see more film of them. Kind of feel for those guys because you're like, they're going to probably jeopardize their health because they have a shot at the NFL. They need to play. So mm-hmm. they're going to probably throw caution to the wind and play because they got to they got to get more they got to have more people see them. So Nate, um, would you rather watch college football than any other sport? Not the sport I absolutely adore watching live is NHL. My favorite sport to watch on TV is college football. All right. So I think that's the key we're talking about for ratings and everything else that even though there's all these sports on, our first passion and love affair is football. Uh, so, Ernest, what is percentage that we're going to get a full NFL season, do you think? If you had that same 0 to 100%, will we get a full NFL season? No, we won't get all 16 games. Uh, the, the, not, there may be a few teams that play that, but not all, not all teams will play 16 games. I mean, it's just, I'd be highly surprised. So, like 5% that chance that's going to happen. Uh, uh, I would say it's 90% chance that not every team plays 16, 16 games. But I, they'll still go with a season. They'll still have playoffs. And remember this year you're adding an extra playoff team. There's, there's an extra playoff game they're adding. Uh, they'll, they'll go to the season because that's even bigger money. And that's, that's a lot of – I mean, again, it's, it's money driven. And you've already had quite a few athletes already. I think you've gotten – Four starters for the defense for the Patriots who've opted out for this year. Right. You got the list is very long of guys who just not taking the the chance this year. And enough that I think it it will affect a lot of teams' abilities to compete. Uh, I think, you know, right now they're. It's the year of the Lions. It's the year of the Lions. Well, Minnesota didn't have that many guys to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So I would be a little careful there first. But, uh, and y'all just traded a starting cornerback to the Patriots too, but that's another question. Uh, I, I kind of, again, there'll be football. It, it'll be different. It'll be strange, but it won't be the entire season. I think baseball's gotten us used to this. I mean, after two weeks, you know, the, the Cardinals have played five games and we go, okay, we're just going to progress with the season. Well, breaking news, I know people are not going to listen to this live. I'm watching the trophy presentation of the PGA, um, and the guy who won it, Morikawa, took the trophy, put it over his head, and started shaking like, yeah, I won it, and the whole top flipped off and bounced (laughs) on the ground. That will be on forever and ever. What a great meme. Uh, All right, go back to Nate here. Nate, so NFL, what's the chance we're going to get all 16 or 17 games for the NFL there, Nate? Um. 17 I, next year, 16 this year. 16 this um, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I want to be optimistic. I feel like the downer here, but I, I think we get through 10 games and there's going to be something going on with the testing that's just – they're not in a bubble. I, can, I understand that's a really long time to be in a bubble, but honestly, unless these teams are in bubbles, I, I don't see it happening. I think there's, you're seeing it, like Ernest said, with baseball, where one guy goes out, he may just not tell anybody that he went out and he's – a host right he, he's got it but he just doesn't know he's got it he thinks he's good goes to it hangs out with his teammates they all get it 
Um, and then what do you do when you have a whole team that can't play? Do they just take the forfeit or they just push the game back? You're going to have to reschedule that. You can't do that with football. It's not as easy as it is with baseball where, you know, you have the double headers or whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't, I don't think you can ask players to just stay home that long and not do anything. So I, I'll say 10 games, but again, I, I want to be wrong. Yeah. I um, know. Let I me, just, let me throw a wrinkle into this. Ernest wants you to be no. wrong too. Well, now no, I want to throw a wrinkle into this. This year, you know, they usually have a backup quarterback and then they have one on the travel squad that can be brought up in case the starter gets hurt. Yeah. I, this year, they don't have that in the rule. There is no undressed quarterback or third string quarterback. There'll just be two quarterbacks. So COVID hits your quarterback who's in the quarterback meeting room with the other quarterback and they both get Corona. What do you do? Run the single wing? I don't know. I think we should jump now to the sports that are currently happening because we could try to play out all these scenarios. And the truth is every week this is still changing. You know, it's changing different ways. So let's have some fun with the sports that are currently playing. So let's start with Ernest's favorite sport, maybe, maybe favorite besides football, which is the National Basketball Association. Um so, Ernest, your biggest takeaway from the NBA bubble season so far? Okay. It's amazing how much bad basketball has been in the bubble. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a lot of guys are just – a lot of teams are not playing guys. They just realize that, you know, it's not worth the injury. And I think probably the 76ers wish they did that because Simmons is now out for the year. And they were on slim hopes as it was to get past the first round. And now with just Embiid, uh, they're not going to. But the NBA, and again, I hate this bubble thing. I mean, I hate the idea of eight games before a playoff. They should have gone just to the playoff because they made this made-for-TV thing, and the stars are not playing. And you've got two things that I really don't care for. All right, First of all, there's going to be a play-in game for eighth place in the West. Now, Nate loves this because his Phoenix Suns are undefeated. Don't still the Thunder. Yep. We're, okay, we're all right, okay. We'll, we'll get on, I'll let him go to the Suns. But no matter what happens, next Saturday, the ninth place team will play the eighth place team. And to move to the playoffs, the ninth place team has to beat the eighth place team twice. But the eighth place team only has to play, beat the other ninth place team one time. This only was enacted if the ninth place team was four games within the eighth place, eighth place team, which means they really don't want the Grizzlies in the playoffs. All right. Oh, oh I'm sorry. This I woke up. A, what you were saying? They want the Grizzlies. This made. This is junk. This is garbage. This is how. This is another example of how this thing. Oh man, I thought you might say something positive, like you were so glad the NBA was back, but you went straight to the dark side. Well, you got this one. This is even worse. Oh. The Washington Wizards have lost so many games, they have fell behind the Hornets and the Bulls who aren't even in the bubble. And the sad <laughs> thing is, funny. it doesn't even, it, the lottery odds were set before this. So the Wizards will have a worse record than the Bulls and the Hornets, yet the Bulls and the Hornets will have a better chance to get the number one lottery draft pick. That's how stupid this is. Hey, but you yeah. still have basketball. What do you, I mean, hey, at one point you yeah, didn't think I mean, you could. Yeah, there have been some great games. Dockich has just been amazing. T.J. Warren, who who drafted him? Was that the Hey, son? can we not talk about T.J. Warren? I'm really upset <laughs> okay. that we gave him away yeah, for it's, cash. It's that amazing. Terrible idea. 
I was not on board with that. I get it. He was a great scorer. I don't know why we got rid of him. Phoenix we'll got talk rid about of the Suns front office. Okay. Being a... in, in the bubble, who do you think has hit the most three-point shots? Devin Booker. I don't know if that's right. I don't think it is. Gary Trent Jr. Really? How old is Gary, Gary Trent Jr.? He's only 23. He played at Duke. Okay. Who's got the best three-point shooting percentage in the bubble? Lopez. Grayson Allen. <laughs> Did you say Robin oh, Lopez, Paul? No. Is that Robin Lopez? Robin's sitting on the bench. I think you got the wrong Lopez. <laughs> you got your Lopez's mixed up. That's all right. They're big I guys. Mean, if they took I, one shot and made it, right, that so higher percentage. One, one, looks like side, one looks like Sideshow Bob, okay? That's Robin. He's one that's looks Robin. like Sideshow Bob. All right, Ernest, that's I gave you your play. chance. You went to the dark side okay. twice. All right, Nate, Sorry, pull us back Bob. up. What about the I, NBA? I know, honestly, I haven't watched a lot of NBA. I'm really glad they, they're doing it. I'm glad they're keeping the bubble. It seems to be working except for the one guy that kind of snuck out. Um, you know, it's great because the players are staying safe. I'm sure it's awkward playing in the in the empty arena, but um, as a fan, it's great to see him playing. I am absolutely just ecstatic the Suns are 5-0. and Like, I was not expecting, I figured they'd be out within a couple games, but hey, they're getting a little bit extra practice and gel together. I'm so excited. They're like the hottest team in the bubble. But this is what's great about it is Ernest doesn't like the eight versus the nine and that being a two-game series. I like that. I do because I think that there can the argument could be made of like you know we did this reset and I'm the eighth seed and I should be I should be somewhat of a priority over these other teams that are just you know, if they have a good um, bubble ball run you know they have a chance to you know be the eighth seed right I like that I like that the Grizz if it's the Grizzlies versus let's just say the Suns right well the Suns are going to have to win it twice if they want to win the championship they're going to have to beat all these good teams anyway so you're going to have to start with beating the eight or nine seed. So what matters, right? But the Suns have been playing great. I'm excited for them. Um, I was not, I had absolutely the lowest of expectations from them, but it's been fun to watch them. I think it's great with the NBA. I like that all these teams are kind of in the mix. Um, I don't know if, if they're if they're mathematically eliminated. Do they just go home, Ernest, or they still have to play out the rest of their schedule? Uh, you have I think to play, play, play out Friday. Stuff. Yeah, you play out till Friday. Okay, so. I mean, it's kind of awkward if you're playing a team that's already knocked out. Like, they may not care. They may just play the bench players. I don't know. Maybe it's about pride. But, you know, this is great. And I think I think the Lakers have lost. The Clippers have lost. Like, all the top teams have all lost the game. Phoenix Suns, who barely, I mean, they barely got into this bubble. And they're 5-0. and And they might actually be the nine seed that plays the Grizzlies, right? Like, that's cool. That's what this is about, right? That's what I love about this tournament is a team can get hot. This is what I love about the hockey tournament, too. A team can get hot in this bubble and have a chance, right? I mean, they're probably going to get smoked. Whoever the eight seed is is going to get smoked by the Lakers in the first round anyway, right? But how great is it if your team gets in the playoffs when, as a Suns fan, I guess I have to, I have to say this as a Suns fan, how great is it if your team gets in as the eight seed when we were basically dead months ago? Like, we just had no shot at the playoffs, nothing. And now we might be the eighth seed. I mean, that's pretty exciting. So I don't know, Ernest. I don't know who your NBA team is, but and Charlotte. and you're still in the lottery. You, you gotta love it. You gotta love you're it. You're still I mean, in the lottery. Even if you make the playoffs, you're still in the lottery because right, right. the lottery odds were set up before the bubble. So you yeah. could get the number one pick and make the playoffs get smoked. And then now, now the Lakers in theory, have not played well. Win, in theory, you could get the number one draft pick and win the national and win the championship. Right. Let's just say this theoretically, the Suns yeah, could and, still and get the first round pick 
and win the championship with this whole bubble scenario. Like it's like that, like thinking you can win the lottery, right? Not the NBA lottery, like the real lottery. Like you, you you buy a lottery ticket and you're thinking, oh, it's a you know two hundred million dollar you know jackpot. If I win it, that fun thinking, right? Like what am I gonna do if I win, right? Like how how cool is that? You could win the lottery and win the in the championship. Come on, that's now if this was reversed. And the Suns were the, already the eighth seed, and they were in danger of having to play the ninth seed. Would you still feel that enthusiasm? No. Yes, because oh. you know what? If that's my team, they've got to earn it. So okay. that's what's great about it is the if if my team comes out flat, they're gonna have to come out. If I was the eighth seed, right? If I was the Suns locked up the eighth seed, if we can't win two games against the ninth seed, like we're not winning the championship anyway. What do I care if we make the playoffs or not? Because you know, my the team's only- not good. Enough. They're not good enough, right? The Suns are probably not good enough. They're playing with house money right now. They might they might sneak in and get that. They have to beat the Grizzlies twice if they were to make it as the ninth seed. They still have to beat them twice. And I think that I, I like that scenario because I feel like the Grizzlies have kind of earned the right to have two games. They need to have if they have a bad game, if they have two bad games, that's on them. But if they have one bad game, that happens in the NBA. That just that's happens in sports. It so smacks of a reality. They get a mulligan game. They get a mulligan game, right? And if the smacks Suns are the better team twice. If the Suns are the better team twice, then the Suns is... All right, 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 Nate. I've heard it's Suns like 30 times reality. in the last minute. It's, it's max of a reality. Con- the only reason they did this was trying to get Zion in the playoffs. And <laughs> he had to leave. I'll take it. And they've already I'll been eliminated. It. By the way, this is where we quiz the host. Paul, the coach of the Suns, is? Uh, I don't know. Monty Williams. Yeah, Monty Williams. Used to be with the uh, Pelicans. Used to be the coach and general manager. Of the Pelicans. I mean, it's a great story. I don't think they're going to get in. I think it's either going to be Portland or the Spurs well, that gets like, the ninth slot. Honestly, but... as an Arizona sports fan, obviously I'm biased, but like we just haven't had anything good in Arizona sports in a while, right? So the fact that the Coyotes are in the playoffs and the Suns are the hottest team in the bubble, it's great to see the the, the Arizona sports teams yes. do well because the Diamondbacks are not doing well, but. These two guys, they're giving us something, right? This whole thing, being at home, and it's not fun. We're stuck. As an Arizona sports fan, I've been excited not only to just watch sports, but to see this the Arizona teams relevant in these bubbles. It's just, it's exciting. Now, if your team's not in it, you know, it can be tougher. But I'm telling you right now, kind of with everything depressing going on in the world right now, this is a really exciting for an Arizona sports fan. So let me give you some historical perspective. This is the first time the Suns have won. Five games in a row since 2014. This is the first time that the Coyotes have won a series in hockey since 2012. That's what I'm saying. That's there you go. That's why it's exciting as an Arizona sport. But again, game. this was rigged. This was rigged to get Zion. That's all it was, and it blew up in the NBA's face, and that I appreciate. But, but it's I not rigged it. in the Suns' favor. The no, Suns, I, is, I think this is all listen, gravy for the Suns. If they lose, no one's going to expect them to win anything, right? They weren't. They were barely. They barely got in by the skin of their teeth. No one's expecting anything of them, and now they're the only team that's undefeated in the bubble. So, that's the great thing would, about sports in general. I wouldn't say take the Lakers will beat them 4-0 because, for starters, the Lakers have not played well. They've been out of sync. Their two point guards. Well, there you go. Out. That's what's great about this bubble. Any team has a shot. That's what I yeah. love about it. If you're in the it, bubble, you got a shot. It's and fascinating. That's it, that's what's like March Madness, right? We've seen the one seed. Anything can happen in the March Madness. Anything can happen in this bubble. 
And trust me, I'd like to see the Lakers lose because I feel like they're the favorites. Blah, blah. I'd love to see a team like, I don't know, Dallas, right? If they're the seventh seed, I'd love to see that Dallas win, assuming the Suns are out. It'd be great. I'd love for like a lower, I would love to see a seed that's under four, um, I guess over four, win the, win the NBA championship. I think it'd be fun. A five, six, or a seven, or an eight win the championship. How great would that be? It's I mean, I'm sure clear. the top teams would hate it, but. It's Clippers. It's going to be Clippers. And Doc Rivers has done a great job of uh, Kawhi, resting Kawhi and resting his players. But right now, I put my money on the Clippers. By the way, Paul, it's, we get to quiz you one more time. Disney World. What? How awful? It's not awful. Oh, yeah. Let's... Can we quiz Paul one more time? Lakers have the best record in the NBA. Who's their coach? Did we lose Paul? Scott Brooks? No, don't look it up. Who did LeBron? Who did LeBron pick? It was LeBron's picks, right? Frank Vogel is Frank the Lakers Vogel. coach. Best record in the NBA, and you don't even know who the coach is. I don't. I don't follow the Lakers. I know they had okay. LeBron and Anthony Davis. Otherwise, I could care less. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, like I said, in the East, the Bucks have looked weak. Also, look out for the Raptors. That's, I, I like. The, I would love to see the Raptors win it without Kawhi. How great would they be if they go oh, back? Nick to Nurse back. has done a great job. Nick Nurse has done. Nick Nurse did not get Coach of the Year. He didn't get nominated, which is a, a robbery. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. That is. He should have got because what he's done. Your Coach of the Years are um, uh, Oklahoma City coach and uh, who else? Who else was the other one? Uh, uh, Trying to remember Pop where the coaching Pop year was. No, Pop's done a good job. You know, if Pop does not make the playoffs, it'll be the first time in 22 years that the Spurs have not made the playoffs, which is an amazing record when you think about it in that respect. But Nick Nurse has done a, a fan job. It's, it's like I said, there have been some great games. Dockich is pretty much him and Frank and, and TJ Warren have been the MVP. I wish they'd give MVPs for the bubble. That would be cool. That would be cool. And I, I love that TJ Warren's doing well. He's he deserves it. I I don't think he ever got a fair chance in Arizona. And I don't know why on earth we traded him. Um, I think we just had a backlog at his position. But he just he was a great scorer. And I don't understand why we just he, he's like Middleton for the Bucks. He's a great mid range shooter. He's not the best three point shooter. He's kind of a tweener in size. He's six 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 seven. He's not really quick enough and fast enough to play small forward. But he's not big enough to play the four position. So he doesn't really fit in a position now. Indiana does a great job. Nate McMillan has done a good odd job in, in, in switching positions. The best big man, Sarbonis, who got hurt, is really more of a high post passer. But Oladipo is so strong and so powerful. He's really like a power forward at a shooting guard position. So that's 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 pretty much why he kind of clicked. And that's guys do that. I mean, Grayson Allen got kicked out of Duke, generally speaking, and got bounced around, but he's found himself as a three-pointer. And if there's one thing good about the bubble is I see guys who are getting opportunities because guys are sitting guys on right, the floor right. and benching them and getting a chance to play. And and Alton is playing shooting threes for the Suns. I mean, the Suns are clicking. And it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's, that's what they needed. Maybe they needed no distractions outside of the arena. And then and I've I seen the teams bubble, that... Yeah, I've, I've seen teams that pretty much have just mailed it in. The Wizards mm -hmm. have mailed it in. The Sixers have mailed it in. I mean, the Kings have mailed it in. And you can just tell when the effort's not there. 
And this next week, because you only have one position, all the other playoff, all you're now is, is getting ready for seeding. And we know the and Lakers. You don't, and there's no, on. there's no home court in it. So uh, no, seeding doesn't mean, matter. You're just, it's I mean, just playing a tougher opponent, but there's yeah. no home court. There's no travel. You know, I, I don't think the seeding really matters at this point. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're going to, if you're the, if you're the Lakers, right, you're going to have to beat the Clippers at some point. There, so every team first has round, a, second round, yeah. third round, who cares? You're going to have every, to beat them at some point. Every team has a flaw. Lakers don't have a point guard. Uh, the bench has been somewhat turbulent for the Clippers. Uh, the Nuggets can't stop three-point shooting. Dallas plays terrible defense. Oklahoma City is relying on a 36-year-old point guard. You worry about them worrying them down. Uh, the Bucks have just had a problem in the playoffs where they haven't shown up. There's no star with the Raptors. Every team I can tell you there's a flaw. So depending on matchups, you have no earthly idea. But I'm going to stick with Raptors, and I'm going to stick with uh, Clippers, and I think Clippers are going to win it all. So, Nate, who are you picking? Um, I'm just going to go for broke and say the Suns, just because I'm so excited that they're relevant in this whole thing. Um, I, but honestly, no, they're, they're not going to win it. But I'm excited. I want them to get the eighth seed. I think that'd be great. And I'd love it if they could push the Lakers – you know, get, get give the Lakers a scare. That'd be great. Um, but this is a man who was pushing John Morant last year, rookie of the year, as he will probably be for the Memphis Grizzlies, who lost oh, their big man. I, I love lost Morant. their big man, Jared Jackson, to an ACL injury. Their I second saw, best player. I saw Morant last year in the March Madness. I I got to see him twice actually because he played in Hartford, in Connecticut. Um, I got to see him plays. I was excited. I loved watching him. He was fun. I've always been rooting for them, but right now I want the Suns to to get that seed. Just Suns have had just a playoff drought. I think Booker just needs the boost of being in the playoffs. Um, so you know, I'll. I think what you're saying with the Clippers. I think the Clippers are better than the Lakers. Um, I think you always have to figure out that you got to. A lot of people are going to pick the Lakers because of LeBron. LeBron gets his team to the final. That's what he does. Uh, but obviously now he's in the West. But I think. I, I, I like what you're saying, Ernest. I'm trying to pick against you, but also I'll say the Suns. But I think you're on the right, you're on the right track with the Clippers. I could see that happening, especially with Kawhi resting. Um, and again, like you're talking about with the seating, you know, it's all about seating. But there's, it doesn't matter. You're all, everybody's playing in the same arena. So what, what does it matter what the seating is, right? Like it's just you're just it's playing harder. It's just yeah. It's certain matchups. You know, it's, no one wants to play against Utah because they play. Everybody else does the drive and pick it out to the three-point line. Utah plays the old solid mid-range pounding in game. So there's certain teams you want to avoid. Dallas is a team you want to avoid because you don't want to get in a track meet in that respect. But that slowly gets us over to the other major sport that is playing playoffs right now. And Nate has alluded to already. So now we'll let Nate talk about the joys of the Coyotes pulling an it's upset. It's exciting. It, yeah. Mm, the, the bubble is I, great. Well, they have this stupid thing called the qualifiers, which it was the Santa Cup playoffs. Now's the Fisher Santa Cup playoffs. And they'll be facing a team which was considered the favorite at the beginning of the season, uh, Nate McKinnon and the uh, Avalanche, one of those singular name teams. But you're right. There's the only advantage in hockey is the team who is designated the home team gets the last in faceoffs, get to send in the last substitutes. Other than that, everybody be either playing in the East, they're playing in Toronto. In the West, they're playing in Edmonton. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
I was watching, obviously I've been rooting for the Coyotes. I'm excited. Hockey's probably one of my favorite sports. Like I've mentioned before, it's my favorite sport to watch live. Obviously I have to make do with watching it on TV. Um, but I'm excited. The Coyotes came out, played so well in the first game. They were having issues scoring prior to this. They came out. First period was okay, and they just put on some shots. I mean, it was exciting. I was ex- I was really genuinely excited watching the game. I was nervous, just like I normally do get for a playoff hockey when it's your team in there. Uh, I haven't felt that in, what, 2012, 2008 years. Um, exciting, right? And then I watched, I would watch the, uh, the Maple Leafs and the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? And I'm rooting for the Maple Leafs basically because Austin Matthews came from Scottsdale, Arizona, which is exciting. Um, I went to, I actually went to a Rangers game earlier this year and got to see Austin Matthews play live, which was really cool because he had the loudest slap shot I've ever heard in my life. Um, but I, I found myself watching um, the Maple Leafs. I said, okay, the Maple Leafs because of Austin Matthews. But you know what? I'm rooting against Columbus Blue Jackets because I hate Ohio State and they're in Columbus, Ohio, right? So I'll pick a team just watching the NHL. You don't like Tortoleta? You don't like Coach Torts? No, I'm just saying, like, I'll pick a team and say, I don't like them. I don't like these guys, right? I'll pick a team in a game, and that's what I'm rooting for. I, I can do that in the NHL. NBA, I just don't have the passion for that. I have it in the NHL. I just love watching all the games. Um, I, the round robin was not that exciting to me because that's just more about seating, but the qualifiers were fun. I mean, just it's just fun. I will flip it on and watch it, right? Like, my kids will say, I want to watch Disney or whatever, so I will go in the playroom and turn it on the TV there and watch the hockey there. Like, I will watch the hockey just because I love to watch the hockey, right? So, <laughs> um, and there, there's some stars. I mean, the Coyotes do not make the national telecast that often, but you got no, Phil, Kessel, Phil Kessel, who uh, was the Sabres, won two cups with the Penguins, and Taylor Hall, which is the former number one draft pick that got them from the our Devils. Goalie, our goalies are good. We have a you got, you got two good, good goalies. You got good yep. depth in goalies. They're not guys like Ben Bishop, they're not household names in that respect. But uh, or Henry the Inquist guys like that, but they're they're a solid team. But go ahead and tell our audience their big secret is the the uh, the uh, what they're wearing for each game. Oh, the black Kachina uh, jerseys are just awesome. That's what they wore back when they first became the Phoenix Coyotes in Arizona, uh, when they had the Jeremy Roenick, Keith Kachuk, Javi Bulin, and they had all those guys. I have the white Kachina jersey. That's the one. That's the first hockey jersey I ever bought. It's the white one, but the ones they're wearing now is a black one. They're just so cool. It's just so much fun to watch them. They used to, they do that sometime during the regular season. They have a couple games where they have the throwback jerseys and they wear those. Really cool. If you ever get bored and you want to look it up, Google the Phoenix. You know now it's Arizona Coyotes, um, Kachina jerseys. They have the white and the black ones. Cool, probably one of the coolest jerseys ever. Time in hockey. Um, definitely look that up. Anyway, I, it's really cool to watch that. Based on, a Ho- based on a Hopi Indian design, as I understand it, correct? I'm not sure, to be honest. Even though I'm from Arizona, I, that would make I, sense, but I'm not sure. I just know okay. that that's what they started out with. They've got the little half moon with the Phoenix Coyotes, are now Arizona Coyotes. Anyway, coolest jersey. I just, I'm so excited they're still playing. I'm so excited they're wearing those jerseys. Um, even when they get, if they get knocked out, win an F, um, I'm still going to watch all the playoffs in the, in the NHL. I mean, it, I'll just pick another team that I like based on something and root for them. I mean, last year, I think I picked the Minnesota wild because the coyotes weren't in it. And once my team's out, I'll pick another team and then I'll root for them. And then when it gets down to it, I'll root for an American team over a Canadian team, just because I want to find some reason to pick a team and get invested into the game. So 
Um, I, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. So I, I really like it. I've enjoyed that more than the NBA, even though the Suns are doing well in the NBA bubble. I've been watching. I love the NHL bubble. Um, it's been my favorite to watch. Hey, so can far. you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome back. Oh, can, okay. I, can I induce you in <clears throat> rooting for a team in the East? Capitals. So we say the, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. Well, I was rooting. I was rooting for the Rangers in the East just because uh, Brian and the other podcasts we do, and he took me to a Rangers game. So I've kind of adopted the Rangers as my second NHL team just because I've now been to a Rangers game. Um, and they're, they weren't really that great this year. So I kind of feel like I'm getting in at a low level. I'm not picking a front runner. So it's kind of a little annoyed they lost, but I mean, Carolina played much better. So oh, that's, we that's have exciting. Goes, I'll tell you what, Ernest, I'll root, I'll root for Carolina just for you. Like, like I said, I need some reason to be invested in a team. It could not be a big reason. I'll say I'll root for the hurricanes in the East, but if they play the coyotes in the, in the, uh, Stanley finals? Cup finals, I think we'll both be off. happy if that happens. That both, uh, we have some young players. Sammy uh, uh, Aho, who scored 32 goals this year, is just an amazing 21-year-old talent. Martin Natchez will probably be one of the candidates for Rook of the Year. Rod Brindamore was a player when the Hurricanes won in 2005 the championship. Our big question is, uh, as opposed to you, is our uh, goalies. Peter Morazic has played better than he usually does. Jimmy Reimer came in. You remember we took a guy – off uh, one of the the guy drove the Zamboni uh, actually played goalie for us against Toronto in that respect. But we got the Zingle back. We got a lot of players back. We get back uh, Dougie Hamilton, who was a Norris Trophy. That's the award given for the best defenseman in the NHL. We got him back from an injury. He was playing top level in that respect. Uh, Shinky Koff is a, another young talent. We're playing Boston. And the advantage with Boston is the age factor because Boston, though, has got a couple of cups the last 10 years. They're an old team. Charles 43, Bergeron's 34, Krejcik's 34, Brad Marchant's 32, Trask is 33. It has, you know, they got the best goalie set up with Hasek and Halleck, but they're both over 33. So I'm kind of wondering if, if a compressed schedule is going to give it advantage for the hurricanes. But if I had to pick, if you had a gun to my head, no, no, the no. Two teams, the two teams I think will finish in the finals, even though I would love a coyote hurricane Stanley cup final, I would uh, probably say uh, probably the flyers because they're hot Ugh. right now coming out of the East and the golden Knights, even though the Knights, I like the golden Knights based on how they did against the Colorado. Um, I like, but you know what? I'm saying the Coyotes in the West, just because I want, I want, the, I want the optimism. There's too much negativity this year with everything. I'm, rooting, I'm saying the Coyotes, and just for the heck of it, I'm going to say the Carolina Hurricanes, just for Ernest. <laughs> and I say, just because for the fun of it, Ernest, we're going to say it goes Game Seven, and of course the Coyotes are going to win the very first Stanley Cup. That's how and we won our last Ernest, one, Game and Seven. And Ernest, can, Ernest is going to have to wear a Coyotes jersey. Mm. He's probably going to buy the. Oh, I have the Kachina. I have a Kachina. I have one, and I'm trying to remember who's on it. Uh, Chica, uh, Ronick. Ronick. Jeremy Ronick. Jeremy I have Jerry Ronick. Ronick. 97. Yeah, Jeremy 97, right? Before he sued NBC, but that's another story for another well, time. He broke his jaw against the Red Wings, which is another reason why I cannot stand the Red Wings. <laughs> also, one of the greatest reasons why this bubble has been great for the NHL, 
no Detroit Red Wings. Just for you, Paul. So excited. All right, about I think that. it's time to well, mute a, Nate. One inside story here. We've got to tell real fast. Like the general manager of the Coyotes up and quit right before the playoffs. He's 27 years old. He's an analytic guy. He's kind of like Bill James in baseball. He never had a job in hockey. Uh, him and his wife ran the analytics website, and the new owner, the Coyotes, brought him in to be GM. And they offered him a long-term contract, and for some reason, he walked away from everything. So it really upset the I owner. Heard, I heard a little bit of the background that he might have been offered another job and that he was about to take it, and the Coyotes didn't like that, so he quit. I don't know, but let's. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up with another NHL team because somebody liked him. Maybe, maybe the new Seattle team, the Kraken. What's well, oh, Kraken? Well, something, well, something's cracking over there in Seattle. You never know. Ron Francis is already the general manager. They did hire a friend of David's to be the play-by-play announcer. Can I say friend, Paul? Is that yeah, too yeah. strong? Yeah, yeah. He afraid? knows him. Okay, and, and which who's done some national uh, yeah, broadcasts? Yeah, Everett. I can't remember his last name. Um, Fitz you. Fitz you. Yeah. Yeah, he's done some games for NHL. Is that uh, the NHL guy that's going to be the very first African-American? Yes. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That I guess I'm surprised that that wasn't already something. Yeah, what about John Sanders cool. when he was with and ESPN? Did... Well, Sanders never was an he announcer a for a team. He was an announcer for, for ESPN. Hey, you so, know what? As long as he's got some passion in his voice for hockey, that's what you need. That'd oh, be yeah. cool. And it's cool because he that, can be there. He can be there basically. I mean, that's not morbid. He could be there until he dies because he's going to be there at the beginning <laughs> of the Seattle Kraken, and he can be there until he's and the, Al McCoy. Al McCoy is still doing it for the Phoenix Suns. He was there a long – I don't know. I can't even remember how old he is, but since I was a kid, I oh, can listen to Al McCoy. He goes back to 76 He's uh, with the greatest NBA Finals game I ever saw. It was game five against the Celtics in 76. When Gar Heard triple overtime, Gar Heard hitting a shot when they knew uh, it would uh, be a technical, but they went ahead and get the technicals, so then you get the shot off. And you had a fan come out of the stands and slug Mindy Rudolph, who was the official. It was in Boston Garden. And that was the old Boston Garden, no air conditioning and everything. It was a great game finished about two o'clock in the morning. And we and bring great story up. about that. Great story about that is Paul Westfall was on the Phoenix Suns as a player. Yes. The next time there was a triple overtime NBA Finals game, the Phoenix Suns were playing the Chicago Bulls, and Paul Westfall was the head coach, and the Phoenix Suns won that game, even though they lost the one against the Celtics in '76. So and kind of funny that, that there was one guy that was in both of them, oh, and he goes, was both of the same team. So it goes deeper than that because who drafted Paul Westfall? The Boston Celtics traded him to Phoenix for Charlie Scott. Later, he was traded to Seattle for Dennis Johnson, which means he was traded for two Hall of Famers. And unfortunately, it came out the news today that Paul Westfall yeah, was diagnosed. Yeah, a bummer. With, I met Paul Westfall camp. when he was the Suns coach. I met him at training camp. Met Barkley, um, met Dan Marley, a couple other guys got their autograph on it. I, it was funny. I was a little kid, right? And I go up there. We were at the camp. There was this little walkout area where you can get their autographs. I didn't bring anything to autograph. I didn't know what to do. So I think Barkley, I don't know if it was Barkley or Marley, like pulled my shirt because I had a Phoenix Suns written on my shirt, pulled my shirt and signed my shirt. And then I think Barkley came over. It was one of those two signed it afterwards. And then Paul Westfall came out last and I got. So anyway, I have all three of their um, autographs on a shirt because I'm sitting there. I don't know what to autograph. Wow. I'm so excited to you see must have been cuter as a kid than you are now. <laughs> oh, 
I'm he's not. aged ba- aged badly. But now let's go back. We we hit a little bit about Seattle, <clears throat> and I think the Kraken to do real well because that's an area that was done dirty by the NBA. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and that that was a group they won a championship in '79 when they swept the Washington Bullets, and they supported them. And you had a new uh, Clay Abrams, a guy from Oklahoma City who bought the team, promised he wasn't moving the team. Emails later showed that the minute he bought it, he was getting ready to move the team. And they're refitting the old arena. And I think they're going to support hockey. It's, it's fascinating. They were one of the areas where the XFL did real well because they have no sports in the winter and fall. I mean, when the Seahawks finish, that's it. They have to wait till baseball. There's no hockey. There's no basketball. University of Washington is the closest thing to professional basketball they've got close to there. And that's the area I think hockey has hit a hotbed with going to Seattle. I think NBA will really rule the day that they turned their back on that. Yeah, part. I'm glad for Seattle. I'm really glad for Seattle. And I think um, they've got some good, passionate fans. I'm not, obviously, I don't like the Seahawks, but they've got a really passionate fan base. They've got them. They've got the Seattle Sounders. Mm-hmm. They're, they're ready. So the, you know who the, they the should school. have for their first home game, the Kraken? Leon Nielsen should come out on the ice and say, release the Kraken, release the Kraken. Wasn't he in that movie, The Titans, Ernest? Yeah, the, uh, what is it, The Gods, something of the gods, yeah. Yeah. We also you could bring in Johnny Depp. I mean, they had a Kraken in that, didn't they? Yeah, the second uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, remember, he gets eaten by the Kraken. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So you have Johnny Depp, I mean, offer some wine, he'll show up. He'll pretty much <laughs> do anything these days. Yeah. Was I, I'm insulting Johnny Depp. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think Liam Neeson's going to what do you guys? What do you guys think of the jerseys? Like that light blue? Do you oh, I like the logo? I, think? I, like, I think it's cool. I like it. I like I like how they've, they've just, you've seen the secondary logo as the anchor, but the top of the anchor is the king, uh, the uh, the tower. Yeah, what the is, Space Needle. The space Needle, yes. It's the Space Needle. That's, that's pretty neat. I love neat. Seattle. Seattle's a beautiful town. I, I Yeah, I think. Oh, you see, they they passionately support the Mariners, which is probably the worst team in baseball next to the Pirates. They, I mean, you see where they are, the Seahawks games, and they used to be in that mausoleum, the Kingdom, and the Sounders. I went to a couple um, Mariners games in the Kingdom, and it's like a mausoleum, right? I mean, it's worse than the drop down in, in in Tampa Bay. I mean, they've always been passionate. They have the high, second highest attendance, I think, for soccer games with the Sounders. I think uh, um, Atlanta FC probably has the highest. But they, uh, both of them play in NFL stadiums. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's a crowd. It's a group. And there was such a rivalry at one time between the Sonics and Blazers. Back when you had uh, Bill Russell coaching Sean the Sonics. Sean Camp, Bill Walton. Gary Payton. Got, oh, I mean, that was a great regional rivalry between those two and when vancouver was there for a short while you had three teams very close together when the grizzlies were playing it was a great rivalry i think the nba is sometimes they tend to i don't know there's some strange decisions and i know there are again some of the places they're in i kind of question the markets in that respect but you can say that that for all sports in that respect Mm -hmm. all right sure but i think Anyway, the Kraken being in Seattle is great, though. I'm excited to see the their first game. All right. In the NHL. So we're going to go off the sports theme for just a second. 
Guys, do you know what this week is on cable network TV? This is important. Shark week. week. Shark it is week. Shark Week. So tonight, I saw a replay of Shaq in the, against the Shark. Well, that's the point. Tonight is Mike Tyson versus the Shark. Tomorrow is Shaq I'm, against Shark. So Nate, which one would you rather watch, Tyson or Shaq against the Shark? Um, I guess I'd take Shaq. I think Shaq would be more a little bit more fun. Mike Tyson's a little bit old. Shaq's a little bit old too, but I don't know. I I guess I'd take Shaq. Shaq would throw him some uh, Papa John's pizzas and see him gag, and then they'd swim away. Uh, Mike Tyson, actually, I've been watching this while I listen to you guys talk. I can do two things at once. Tyson lasted in water six minutes, longer than most of his opponents in the ring. Ernest, which one would you rather watch? Oh, Shaq. I mean, Rob Riggle's on there with him. And I, uh, Rob Riggle's hilarious. So Shaq and Rob Riggle, it was a great little, they showed a little part of, Shaq trying to go to the, the head on the boat. You know, if you've ever been in a boat, the bathroom facilities are quite cramped, even for normal-sized people. And he was trying to, he couldn't even get his head in the bathroom. <laughs> and the bed, he looked at the bed and he said, my crib was larger than this. I mean, he's just naturally a funny guy. Uh, he, he's dry wit. I mean, with Mike Tyson, don't know what you're gonna get. He's trying to bite the fin of the these sharks. Did you see? Have you guys seen the meme with Alexander Holyfield? And he can't put the mask on, and he says, "Thanks, Mike Tyson." Oh, 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 he doesn't oh, have the ear. Nice. That was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. All right, guys, um, we got a little more time. Any more subjects you want to talk about before we have our last couple of minutes? Uh, did we get the baseball? Did we talk baseball? Well, you let me talk briefly about my tigers, and then. And and Nate talked about his Diamondbacks who uh, pulling up the rear in the A and the Bumgarner. I mean, and you picked up Marte from the Pirates, and I really thought we have were, we have. A, I, I thought we do a little better than we have been. Um, you got to give it to the Rockies. They're doing, they're playing really well in the NOS. Obviously, the Dodgers we kind of knew we were going to be there, but Padres are doing better. I mean, the Diamondbacks just have not been themselves. I'm not sure what's going on with them, but um, disappointing start. I. I mean, with a 60-game season, I can't imagine they're going to make the playoffs with all of this stuff. So um, kind of a bummer, but obviously I think the, the bigger concern is, like, the COVID tests and, you know, players testing positive and, you know, how hard this is going to be to keep the season going. I mean, what happens if a team has an outbreak right when the playoffs start? Do they just get eliminated just because they can't play the games or what? Or they just pull up their, you know, AAA rosters? Um that's it's it's tricky i mean you, you've seen so many teams have the outbreaks now and um i hope we can get through 60 i'd like to see a playoff but you know, what's what's generating this nate what's generating the drive to get these games played money yeah that's it that's why money. you'll see college football money. i mean I, I like it because we've been months without sports um i probably watch more golf on tv than i have which is great i like golf watch but i you know i don't really watch that much i'm playing golf more but I'm watching more golf, but you know, I'd, I'd like to see the big sports. And you know, if we don't have college football this fall, and the NFL, something happens with the NFL, this is gonna be a tough late fall when all these sports are done. Hey, well, Nate, Nate we've got give basketball us basketball to the end of October, and we've got yeah. hockey to the second week in October. So there'll be sports on TV if we don't have football, and then college basketball gears up December. You guys held it together when I thought I wasn't muted, and I guess I was, and I was trying to. Ye- 
break into your long discussion. Frank Vogel question threw you off. It's the Frank Vogel. Well, it, it just didn't happen. I'm thinking, why are these guys not listening to me? I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, but I want to thank Nate and Ernest and then Chris Daniel and my son David and then Travis Greer for all being co-hosts. And uh, so we're going to try to do it each week as we can. And I'm just glad sports is back. And I didn't even get to my question about uh, Feinbaum liking John Harb, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh for the first time ever, and then flip flopping. I didn't talk about a lot of things tonight, so we have more material in years to come. And so, thanks for listening to Pardon the Confusion. If you want to get a hold of me uh, and throw me around and say, shape up, send me an email at gobluearnold at gmail.com and have a great night or morning or afternoon or whatever. See ya. See ya.